Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. This episode of the Bonus Round, we celebrate the N7 holiday, talking about the Mass Effect series. First, we get into the very first game that started it all. And then we discuss our thoughts on where the franchise could go in the future. So don't go anywhere, Mass Effect fans. The show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Gaming Bonus Round, guys, and happy N7 Day. My name is Megan Gomez. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. We happy are... N7! Finally, we get something. The last time Mass Effect uh, posted anything on Facebook was like four years ago, so I'm freaking out right now. I'm like, yes! Yeah, I'm actually glad we waited to uh, until today to record because that announcement came out just today, and that was pretty crazy. I... I... You know, and I was looking, because I've never played Mass Effect before, okay? So when I was looking to, to play it to record, you know, to prepare for this episode, um, I realized that there are no current-gen versions of the games. They're, they're all on X360 and PS3, right? Yeah, and the only way that you can play them, I, I tried to play Mass Effect 1 for um, Alan, my husband, a couple months ago. It's uh, through, like, the, I don't know what they call it. I guess it would, well, I guess it would be through Game Pass, yeah. Uh, the only way you can play is the a 360 version um, through Game Pass. So I was like, when are we going to get a remaster or something, some news? Andromeda, you know, I wasn't too excited about um, just because, like, I played it when it first came out and their faces would just, like, move sideways and was random stuff and the Krogans <laughs> looked weird. Uh, yeah, it would, or not Krogans, um, Vicarians. Uh, the Vicarians looked weird and I was like, all right, um, yeah, sure, whatever. And then it just kept getting worse and worse, and then they finally patched it when I was like, you know what, I'm done with this game, and I haven't played it since. Sorry, guys, I haven't played or finished the game. I've heard that it makes you ball your eyes out, but I've been waiting for them to finish development, even though it's been <laughs> done for a while. Um, but I'm sure a lot of y'all know, because I mention it a lot, that Mass Effect is one of my absolute favorites. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite freaking game series on the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely gonna have to do a main series episode at some point on mass effect yes please i'm so excited they announced today on n7 day that we're getting a legendary edition remaster Woo! i, I i'm so stoked i literally like ran over to alan and i was like can we get it can we get it can we get it he's like yes <laughs> we can get your game god uh, th you know that uh, was exciting news for me too because I had never gotten into the Mass Effect series, but I always wanted to. It was always hanging on my wish list somewhere because 
it, it was just one of those games that I'd all heard really good things about, and I like how I'd heard that the save system transfers between the games. So yes, you know. um, that is one big thing. It's a it's almost like a kind of like a butterfly effect i want to say but i mean the outcome you know as you i'm sure you've heard there's three outcomes that you can get um which i i picked a different one every playthrough i played purposefully through them just to see what all three endings were like because this was before you know like everything was all big on youtube and being like this is what this ending looks like and this is what this ending looks like like Uh you can get with like until dawn or you know like beyond two souls so um, what's cool about this game is like you have like Paragon and Renegade. Well, the, I mean this is throughout the Mass Effect series, uh, and you know that leads and what decisions you make in the games leads to what happens in the final installment of Shepard series, which is you know one, two, and three, um, right. which is honestly you know amazing. I mean you can choose to save the Rachni Queen or kill her, and she can become your ally later. Uh, if you don't use enough Paragon in the first game, um, Rex will kill. Who does Rex kill? Oh my god, why can't I remember right now? Uh, Rex will kill a crewmate. If you don't have enough Paragon, he will kill somebody. And I remember I started the game all over because I was like, I heard about, you know, the suicide mission in 2 before I played through it. And I was like, y'all, if I don't don't save these guys. Or like Rex ends up dying. And like, I don't have it with me because it's at at my brother's house. Um, But I have like all sorts of N7 stuff. Um, And I love, love, love the Krogans because they're so brutal but they're uh-huh. so freaking sarcastic and hilarious at the same time. Love them. Garrus is Bay. There's no denying that. Um, Jaw and Andromeda. Yeah, let's. Let, I'll, I'm down with it. I have a Jaw uh, Funko Pop. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mass Effect is a huge part of my life. I love Mass Effect so much. I'm so so excited. Um, and the way that they created aliens is just so amazing. Yeah, I love the different designs. Yeah, and they have their own backstory, like the Corians. They, you know, became, like, too sterile to the point where they couldn't even breathe outside of their own mask. And, you know, there's always, you know, the damn Solarians. I don't know if you ever heard the song, but there's a there's a song. Uh, I am the very model of a scientist Solarian. Have you? No? I, uh, it sounds familiar. But I... Uh... Uh, yeah, I just started the first game, which I guess is what kind of what we're going to be talking about today is, in, in particular, is, is, is Mass Effect. But but this entire episode is a celebration of the series overall. But I started playing the very first game. I started uh, booted up my 360, and I was impressed um, by the wealth of resources available. Like, just reading through the codex on all of these different species and just this huge um, world that we're that – that, uh, the game was building up. Like I love the world building and the lore, and I thought it was really, really interesting. And it kind of brought me back. Uh, I kind of got Star Trek vibes, you know? Yeah, it's 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 so cool because you know, like in the original three series, and you can choose to be, you know, as I'm sure a lot of friends would call it, uh, male ship or fem ships. I I always chose female because you know I love Garrus, but I did play through one time and romance Ashley because she's kind of a badass. <laughs> I wanted to romance Ashley, but I found out as a female you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. They don't. Uh, that was before inclusivity, unfortunately. Well, I, I well, think not, you, not before it, but before they made it more mainstream. Like before, it was yeah. not considered as like, oh my god, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but there, there is a there is a lesbian uh, pairing that you can do in this one, right? I, I was looking it up. Oh, Liara. Liara, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet, but I was, you know, 
I was looking it up in advance because I, I just, you know, th that's the route that I wanted to go. They're so, like, ambiguous. Like, they're yeah. kind of, like, they're, they're very, like, I don't want to say, like, sexual, but they're very sexually ambiguous. Um, Pan pansexual? Yeah, you can, like, screw her as a male, screw her as a female. Don't matter. She's hot either <laughs> way. It's, like, it don't really yeah, matter. For me, I was, like, Gareth all the way. Like, I was, like, talking to him, like, every time. He's, like, like I have to go calibrate. And I'm, like, I don't care about calibrating. Calibrate with me. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, but, uh, God, there was so much that Mass Effect did, not just for me personally or even for the fans, but, like, for sci-fi games in general. It's just, like you, like, you go in, you see Commander Shepard just standing in a window, you jump down onto this world and it's you, Caden, and the guy that dies five minutes in. And yes. you're just like, all right, let's go. What are we doing? And all of a sudden you just see this badass alien like strolling out and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then these things just come off of poles. Uh, what are they called? What are they called? What are they called? Things that come off of poles? Oh, the husks, right? Husks. Thank you. I was thinking like yeah. empty packages. Yes. Like empty tamales. Husks. Husks. <laughs> it's like walking through and you're like, everybody's like gone. Like what happened? And like, you can see like the cutscene of, um, why can I not remember anybody's names right now? Like I'm really upset with myself and I, I'm, I'm really mad. I'm really mad. Who is the antagonist? Uh, that's, uh, Saren. So Saris is just like, Saren's just like, mm-hmm. What's up bitches? I'm here to steal this shit. And then, like, you're just like, all right, so that's a random-ass cutscene, but whatever. And then you're just scrolling through, and there's some husks that just come down and start, like, walking at you with their shoulders all moving and shit. And you're like, yeah, that? <laughs> first playthrough. Um, I want to know what your class is. I gotta know. Okay. So, I was stuck between the biotic abilities and the <laughs> technological abilities. So, for me... The obvious choice was the one that combined both of those, because I always like magic characters, but I also love technology. So I, I went for the, was it the Sentinel, right? Sentinel, yeah. That's a good pick. That's a very good but pick, personally. I was very disappointed that the, they only get one choice of weapon, because I'm also a sniper guy and a shotgun guy. Yeah, so that's, the, that's kind of the good thing about the team dynamic that plays in, of course, all of them. You're always going to have your two squad mates. Um, something that really, really helps, you know, um, I personally chose infiltrator because I like being able to stay in the back and having my big tanks being able to take most of the damage for me. So then I can just, you know, snipe from the back and can use, you know, the, um, the drones and the overload and things like that while I'm in the background and have them, you know, that takes down their main shields and stuff, especially on, you know, as a lot of the, um, why can't I remember the name of anything on freaking N7 date. <laughs> um legion what is legion legion is a i want to why do i keep wanting to say gek i'm thinking of you're you're thinking of no man's sky when I you say gek no <laughs> i've been playing a lot of no man's sky recently oh that's a badass game yeah it's it's really fun that was one of our early episodes yeah that's why it's because it's so similar g-e-t-g-e-t-h um so uh Though the Geth, yeah, those are like the main bad guys. They're big and tanky, and you know they they form such big units. And, and you know, I did kind of hack the game a little bit because there's only so much they'll go because they have the hive mentality that they don't stay too far from each other. So I would use that and send my my squad mates out in front of me, 
and just attack their shields while I was in the back and I'd be sniping them all. Like my headshots were freaking legendary. You don't even know, man. Um, so I, I personally loved Infiltrator because I could take a biotic with me and I could take, you know, I always took Rex everywhere I went. So I pretty much always took like Rex and Liara. <laughs> um, I love Rex and Liara yeah. the most. I mean, I, I love Tali, but Tali is of course, you know, an infiltrator like me. So is Garrus, but I didn't take Garrus with me on specific missions, if you know what I mean. Um, Ashley's also a good one. Um, as, as much crap as he gets, also, um, Kane's a pretty good one. You know, and Ashley was, uh, her name's Ashley Williams is a reference to Evil Dead. And I thought that was really cool. I, I recognized that right away. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a very, very iconic um, voice actress as well. I cannot remember her name right now for the life of me. But I've also, um, I have met Garris's, um voice actor. And his voice actor also um, acts, I believe he is in the Halo series. He's, he's a major voice actor, and he does just such a, an amazing job, you know, making one of the most iconic characters in this series. Like, you think Mass Effect, you think, like, Garrus, you think Liara, and you definitely think Atali. I don't know, maybe that's just me. I also think of Rex because, you know, I'm kind of biased. Uh, Brandon Keener is his name. Um, so his biggest ones are going to be CSEC officer Garrus Vicarian. Um, he's also in the, he's Isaac from, uh, The Division, Detective Harold Caldwell okay. in La Noire, and Tobias in Saints Row. Wow. And I looked it up, uh, Ashley Williams is Kimberly Brooks. Yes. Yes. She is iconic. <laughs> like, extremely iconic. Um, and I know this, this definitely blew up for a lot of them because, you know, this, I think there's a lot of mixed reviews because of the way that Mass Effect 3 ended. I'm not going to spoil that for you or anybody else, but I will I, tell you that there is only a couple of choices and you're not going to like any of them. I know a lot of people were disappointed by the ending in Mass Effect 3, so much so that, that they later release a DLC that kind of um, fixed the story a little bit for, for, for people. It, yeah, um, I personally didn't choose to do it just because that's not how the game was created to be. And unfortunately, even though it's sad, um, you know, Shepard, that's just the way he is. He sacrifices he, she, whoever, whichever gender you chose. Um, that's the way that Shepard is, you know, for, you know, the greater good of the galaxy. Um, and I love that about Shepard. And Shepard is such a an interesting character because, you know, you've got this dude and he's an N7, which is basically like the, it's it's... It's the space version of, like, a SEAL or, you know, like, all of that, um, you know, very, very high-ranking elite squads. Um, and, you know, N7 is considered, you know, the most, I, I don't even know what to word this, uh, prestigious, <laughs> honorable, thank you, husband in the background that's sprawled out on the bed. <laughs> uh, it's considered very, very prestigious. Um, and he just, he just does even, he's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, like, I got an N7 on my chest. <laughs> like he just handles it so well, um, especially, you know, considering that in, you know, number two, I'm not going to spoil it for you, obviously, Ash, I wish you would have played it so we could nerd out together, but I'm going <laughs> to try to keep a consensus of it. Um, I'm sure that you're well aware that number two is a suicide mission. He handles yeah. it pretty fucking well for a guy who's sending himself and everybody that he loves that he considers family right in the middle of fucking nothing. Um, also, since we're talking about number one, number one is also where you get to pick your um, background. You can choose something else. You know, if you go into Mass Effect 2 and you don't have a previous encounter, 
Um, you can pick something so it automatically sets all those levels and stats for you kind of thing. Um, right. So like your Paragon, your Renegade, things like that. Um, but I want to know what background you chose because I'm very intrigued by this. Everybody always gives me a different answer. Okay. Oh, I did the, uh, the colony one. Colony or... where the colony was raided and your parents were killed? Yes. Thanks. Then... That's the one I did. That's the first time I've heard somebody say that they've used that plate, that one. Really? Okay. Because, I don't know, to me that seemed the most interesting. Um, the, the, neither of the other two options really appealed to me when I was reading the, ba the background, uh, like, summaries. Yeah, that's uh, the one I chose after I, I had done a couple playthroughs. My first playthrough, though, and my most memorable playthrough was the one where I chose War Hero, where I saved everybody and all that. I just felt like it was on par with what I was understanding from just watching, like, bits and pieces and things like that. I felt like it was the most suitable for a character of this stature because it was like he's a he Shepard is a very deep down emotional doesn't let things out kind of character. So I was like, mm, yes, saving everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I chose the colonist as my as my background, my pre-service history, and then I I wanted to do war hero, but I think for me, soul survivor is the one that kind of hit home more because it. For me, it kind of felt like I, it was more um, my state of mind, you know, which was uh, kind of just this this idea of being like psychologically uh, broken. And, you know, and I just felt like I, I would be able to uh, identify with that a little bit more. And, although, interestingly enough, I originally my, my, my first character, I was going to make him, you know, a male shepherd and make him look like me. And when I realized I couldn't really make the character look like me, I ended up deciding, well, fuck it, I'm just going to do a really hot as fuck female shepherd <laughs> hell yeah i love the is as crazy as it has gotten to be able to customize your characters i would say that mass effect is definitely one of the first that's like you can get pretty intense with that like you can't do too too much but i did make one that looks almost completely on par with daenerys targaryen oh damn that's cool i was like i gotta do this man i did one that looks exactly like Jon snow almost like it's as close as you can get you know considering the game's engine and everything um and then what was the last one i did the last one i did i think was um was daisy from uh, agents of shield that one was fun Okay. So yeah, I like to, I like to especially whenever I'm testing out a game's um, customization engine. I don't know if any other anybody else does this, but I like to pick a character from a show or a movie that I really really love, and I like to see how much I can make them look like that character to see how I can get with customization. Because then once I'm done with my first playthrough, because I'm like I don't want to look at myself while I'm playing a game. Like that's just weird for me personally. <laughs> um, I like just seeing like the character being able to play through it because that's just kind of I click a little bit better with that. But I like that you chose the uh, the Soul Survivor because I, I don't I don't think I ever picked that one in any of my playthroughs. I always chose War Hero, but yeah, I chose I think I chose Colonist War Hero every time. Colonist I, War Hero. I just couldn't I couldn't change it. Like I was like, man, I'm gonna change it in a different experience. It's like Skyrim. Once you start up, it's like I'm not gonna be a stealth archer, and you end up being a stealth archer. <laughs> Same damn thing. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed the customization options. I I, I gotta say. Um, I do feel like there was more customization in say like Skyrim but or or, or the um or, or the Fallout series. So Elder Scrolls or Fallout series, you know, overall. Yeah. That's Bethesda's thing. But uh, yeah, I was surprised by how much customization option how many customization options there were available to me. 
Um, and I was also impressed by the depth of the gameplay because, I mean, the game feels dated. You can feel, I mean, it's, it's definitely due for a remaster, but um, it... It's released in 07. It's 13 years old, dude. Can't wow. Believe that. It's stunning for a 13-year-old game. I'll say that. Yeah, exactly. It's stunning. Um, the level, you know, the depth of gameplay that you get into. And um, I, I would say for the time that you can definitely trace it back to, it feels technically impressive. Like I, I was playing this and I was like, I imagine like this was the shit at the time. Like this was it crazy, was. Mm -hmm. you know, it was insane. <laughs> and I remember like going to school and like talking with my friends about it, being like, guys, what, what, what did you choose for your, your wheel? What did you choose for your dialogue wheel? They're like, Oh, I chose this <laughs> gate option. Cause like in the first game you can only like, are you, are you more Paragon or are you more Renegade? I'm more Paragon, and when I play any kind of, of uh, open world game with morality choices, I always choose good choices. It's just my first playthrough is always good, and then I like to do my second playthrough evil, and I feel bad when I do it, but I do it anyway. That's the one thing I personally love so much about Mass Effect is what's cool is, like, in the first game, it's like you have to choose Paragon or Renegade because that really sets the foundation for who Shepard becomes and like we didn't even know this playing the first game but it's really cool how they tied it in and how it like really sets who you're gonna be um and then once you get into the second game you kind of get a little bit more ambiguous you can choose a little bit of Paragon you have to have a little bit of Renegade if you're more of a Paragon player or a little bit more Paragon if you're a Renegade player to get certain options and to get certain um squad mates and things like that so like I remember there's this one part I'm telling you this now because I'm spoiling it because you're gonna love it and when I talk about it you're gonna okay. know exactly what I'm talking about there's a reporter that will nonstop pick at you and piss you off. And in the second game, you can punch her right in the fucking nose. I do it every playthrough. Every <laughs> playthrough. I hate oh, that awesome. bitch. And it's cool to be able to do things like that, you know, whenever you, you feel the option to. Um, another thing I want to ask you is um, how do you feel about the combat as far as uh, Mass Effect? Because I know it's definitely different than a lot of games I've played personally. And I end up every single time, does not matter what game I am playing, play like I'm Shepard because that's just the way this is how I've kind of formed my my gaming around is around Mass Effect just because it was so intense at the time for me and I just love how it all ties into each other and how dependent you are on your squad mates so I open mic to you how is your your combat experience so far uh I'm gonna say that the the combat is, is definitely difficult it's been challenging in several different parts for me but just learning the system learning how to cover when you need to and it does feel a little overwhelming at first having so many options because at first I'm like, what, is, what do I do all this stuff with the right bumper? Like, I'm just going to shoot everybody. And then you realize, okay, no, these are my biotic powers that I wanted and these are the tech, tech powers that I wanted. Okay. So um, I, I've been enjoying being able to just stand behind cover and spam, you know, all of my whole squad's techniques at once when I need to and <laughs> try to use them strategically. Um, I only have the one gun I can use because of my, my training class which sucks, but um, I guess it does make that part of the game, you know, more simple. And so it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to throw up a barrier and I'm going to shoot a few enemies real quick, you know, and then I'll go hide again when my barrier's out and let me heal, heal myself and my teammates real quick. And then let me throw and then let me, you know, <laughs> Oh man, every time that's the one thing like I hated about bringing Garrus on missions. It's like, he's a little bitch. He gets knocked out all the damn time. I noticed that. And I'm an infiltrator, so I'm like, I can't be the tank and take your freaking damage, dude. I don't have good shields, man. I don't have good shields. So, like, every time I have to be like, Garrus, I was about to say. Because, like, 
for me, especially like playing God of War, it really reminded me of it. But you know, between the cooldown with the axe and the blaze of chaos, because you could just uh-huh. kind of one off on each other, and that's kind of how I did my my um, my battle strategy with Mass Effect. Is you know, I I use you know my um, uh, Krogan Rage, and then you know I'd use my technical abilities, and then I'd send something off for my biotic to push you know, push, you know, whoever away. I love whenever their bodies just ragdoll. It's fucking hilarious, especially Geth because it'll, like, glitch for a minute. It's great. Great acting, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool to, you know, just be able to be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and this and this. So I had, like, a typical attack strategy, especially when you get into, like, the side quests and things like that. I'm just warning you now. It is essential to know exactly what you want to do. And getting towards the end of the game, you think there's a lot of Geth now. Wait until there's 40 of them. Not even joking, and that's just like mid game. Okay. They're like, they're. I don't know what, what they were thinking, what EA and Bioware were thinking. They were just like, yeah, fuck it. They just sent in like the whole battalion, like well, every time. That happened to me on on Ferris. I got to Ferris, and that was an interesting choice that I had too, was getting to choose between. But I I decided to go ahead and take Anderson's advice and go to Ferris first. And and I looked up ahead and I realized that that was kind of the path that I wanted to take anyway. I, um, but I rem- I just got there and I just noticed that there were just all these enemies coming left and right at me and I actually didn't die that time. I just that's kind of I guess where I l- finally had learned how to how to use this combat system. But it was challenging after fighting all those enemies. I was just kind of breathe a sigh of relief you know i had to like pause for a second okay <laughs> it's all peaceful and the music is nice and everything like to this day i still listen to a lot of mass effect soundtrack to go to sleep or when i was in college i was using it to study especially some of like the some of the songs are you know typical piano like like old school um even in the way they were recorded and it's so beautiful like it's not something you really expect especially out of a game this intense and catastrophic and just kind of depressing if i'm gonna be honest like this this series is kind of depressing um but i think definitely um it was it was cool to be able to um do a lot of this stuff um and you know i really i really was happy with mass effect one it's kind of cool that you get you get to choose i know that i um i did look up a game guide so I did follow the game guide for my first playthrough because I, I remember my friend telling me about number two whenever number two came out and I was still playing number one because I took my time. I was very tedious, uh-huh. um, especially through side quests because you have to do them right. You have to. If you want to set a good foundation, you have to set everything up in Mass Effect 1 and then you have to kind of bring it all together in Mass Effect 2 to fuck yourself over in Mass Effect 3. Um, so it's like you have to know exactly what you're doing because if you don't, you're going to fuck it up. Like... If you don't, like I said earlier, if you don't use enough freaking Paragon, Rex is like, fuck you, blap. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's intense. I kind of spoiled that for you. I'm sorry. I didn't know that, but yeah. Go ahead. I, You know, for me, I was really getting into this now, but now I'm like, damn, I think I'm probably just going to have to wait because I don't want to get too far along in this before the remaster comes out. Did they announce a date on that? Um, they said, let me look, because I know that earlier today they just dropped the teaser for the Legendary Edition. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be getting, I said, I know they said early 2021. Let me see. That's it. That's probably all they've announced. Spring 2021. So probably, let's see, that'll be like, probably like end of quarter one. So probably, hopefully by my birthday, hint, hint. (laughs) Well... I mean, we. I think we could definitely. I feel like we could do a whole episode 
off of the legendary edition, like a full main series episode. So yeah, we um, can even do one on Andromeda too. I mean, there's a there's a lot of that's that's another thing is it's kind of hard. There's so much content to cover for even just the first game alone because it's. I mean, they really thought of everything. Like, even going into the clubs, there's different dialogue, all of the things in the codex. Yeah. You learn about all of the races of aliens. I mean, it's so full. It's it's almost like, you know, like a Zelda. Like, it's so full of lore and, and so much, you know, mysterious stuff. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? There's like, so much, even in the first game. Yes. And, and it, it's cool it, because it ties into Andromeda as well. I know we kind of want to talk about, you know, Mass Effect 1, but I do... Also, want to just because we're celebrating in seven, talk about the Mass Effect series as a whole. Um, I really, really love the fact that you know there's a lot of similarities in Andromeda. Um, I don't know; it's not really going to spoil anything for you um, because like it's completely different. Like once Commander Shepard's story is done, I don't know um, what they're planning on doing after the the remaster. I know they've had talks of making a number five, which would be you know technically you know the fifth installment after you know everything. Um, in this in Andromeda, basically, you know, everything happens, um, and then they're set on an initiative, which is called the Pathfinder Initiative, to find a new home for all of these races of, of humans and aliens. Um, and you, it's you and and your uh, your brother. Um, so it's it's Ryder, and then uh, I think it's Alec, and I can't remember the female's name because I always choose the female because uh, you can choose their name, but I don't remember what the twin's name is. But basically, it's you and your twin and your father in the Pathfinder Initiative for the humans, and and it ties in together even still. And there's still yeah. you know like grudges that are held against each other from you know like the Crojan, uh, Crojan, why? Because I was thinking, did I say that right? I just like totally brain farted. Krogan, right? Krogan Genophage is what I was trying to say, and I was like Krogan. Crojan. And the Krogan Genophage, and also, you know, like all the beef with the Salarians, the Turians, you know, and, you know, there's just so much, like even little, like things like that, like Hits for Tats and Civil Wars, and there's just so much intensity, and it's all tied into all the games, and it even comes forward into Andromeda, which, by the way, as much as I don't love that game because of the way that the graphics were, hello, foot. Um, I love how beautiful all of the worlds are and how just stunning Andromeda is. I'm just going to drop that in there. Even, you know, even in the original trilogy, there's just so much out there that's just stunning. I mean, all the worlds are so different, and it's just you can see, like, all sorts of different stuff, even on the Citadel. The Citadel's freaking beautiful. Yeah, and, and the world is so huge. I remember getting onto the Normandy, you know, as the captain of the ship for the first time after, you know, the Citadel, and you get on and you access the galaxy map, which I wasn't able to access before, right? Uh, And and you get on, and then I just noticed, you know, you have to zoom out like three times to get out of the Citadel area, and then there's the entire Milky Way galaxy, and you've got, you know... You, you go into this the section of the galaxy and then and then you go into a smaller section and then you go to a system and you and you go to the planet and I was like holy shit like this game is huge. Also, fun fact: I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you love the Joker. I personally love Joker. Like he's one of my favorites. He is he's an interesting character by Seth freaking Green. What? No way. He's even mocap for the guy. I. Uh, I, can see I it love now. Seth okay. already, and I didn't even know that until I was a full-blown adult. And I, I didn't even realize it until I was watching him in a movie, and I was like, holy shit, that's Joker. And I was like, 
Oh my god! Yeah, I Joker is an underrated character. He's fucking iconic. Love him to death. Um, that's a really, really good character. Um, sorry, my husband is snoring in the background, guys. He's he's a little sleepy. <laughs> he's a tired. Um, but yeah, he is. Uh, he is in the Mass Effect trilogy, and I'm so freaking just. Oh my god! I yeah. You know what else I thought was cool was weren't they planning a trilogy from the very first game? So all of the seeds are planted there. Yes, and that's and like we didn't know it as gamers, but they were already planning on coming out with number two and number three. And the amount of crunch time they had, kind of like with Zelda or any other and and completely just mind blowing series, the amount of shit they did in the crunch time is just yeah, that is incredible. Phenomenal. face extinction a rogue soldier leads an unstoppable force across the galaxy and only you stand in his way don't you understand everyone you know and love everyone you will all die let's finish this Join us, a submission not preferable to extinction. Can you hold them off? There's too many! I don't think we can hold them! I'm sorry, Ash. I had to make a choice. I understand. So I know we've been talking about Mass Effect for a little while. We're coming up on uh, almost 40 minutes here. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I, the second part of this is we wanted to talk about the future of the franchise. Yes, yes. Um, so I know that the Legendary um, version is coming out. Um, I cannot freaking wait. This is something I've been waiting for since before Andromeda came out. Uh, whenever they, you know, released the Xbox One, you know, I was like, are we going to get, you know, Mass Effect? Like, is that going to be a thing? Um, you know, especially, you know, with all these new gen consoles coming out, I was like, come on, like, we got to be hearing something like EA and Bioware have been way too quiet on this. And they know how much fans love the Mass Effect series. Like, even right. to this day, there's still people posting and talking about it. So it was like, how are we not hearing anything? And then finally, we hear today on N7 Day, which is always their thing. Even Andromeda. Andromeda was dropped on an N7 Day where they were celebrating with all the producers. And I knew something was up because it was like, the producers don't hang out that often unless they're talking about shit for a new game or they're going to release some limited edition March or something. So I was like, all right. Then they dropped the Andromeda trailer and I was like, oh shit. And then there was nothing since 2017. And I was like, okay, something's got to be going on because they wouldn't be this quiet for this long, especially knowing how bad fans want to remaster. So I just cannot freaking wait. Um, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm probably going to cry a lot because I don't even know what they're going to do with remaster as far as like improving it. I hope that I'm not too overly critical, but I just can't, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. Cause like I said, I was, I was wanting to see this game series remastered and that would have been the push for me to want to start playing, you know, if, if not for, for the podcast and for you suggesting it because of the, you know, the holiday. Yeah. So 
I'm glad that it's finally coming because that gives me and I think a lot of other players a chance to, uh, you know, we're incentivized to start to play this series yes. if we never have before. And obviously it's a chance for old fans, you know, and veterans to really get back into it and, and enjoy the game uh, on a, you know, a brand new console generation. And so that's exciting. I I'm wondering then if they're doing this, right, and, and they're kind of taking us back to to uh, – to the to the originals, right? Mm -hmm. So I did not know this. Um, I was actually just checking it out. They also released during. I didn't see it in the trailer. I don't know who picked up on it, but we are also getting another Mass Effect game. So you're right. That confirms your suspicions. Okay. I don't know what we're gonna be doing. You know, maybe it's um, you know, it could even be as far as you know, like the Krogan Genophage era. It could be during the Turian Wars. Uh, could be, you know, Shepard's start. I, I don't know where it's going to go. Because I know, you know, like, this coming out with the Legendary Edition, you know, it's going to give players, you know, a chance to delve into, you know, the original lore, the original, you know, cast. I, I want to say, like, the original crew, I guess I should I should define it as. Um, so I don't, I don't know where we're going to go. I have a lot of speculations. I think they, they might go with a rewind sequence since we've already gone forward with Andromeda. I don't know that they're going to be willing so much to... Um, go further on Ryder's story. I personally don't know what happens in the end. Like I said, I have not played it yet. I'm sorry, guys. I will probably start up on a playthrough on that once I get everything all solved for what I need to be playing for the podcast because I'm a little behind because um, I've been playing No Man's Sky. Guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game to get lost in. But, you know, like you said, I, I was willing to bet. I just didn't think they'd have already announced it. But I was willing to bet that there was going to be a new Mass Effect game because usually when game developers release, you know, like a remastered trilogy, it's to hold people off or to get people excited again for something. You know, as, as we saw with the Crash trilogy, uh, you know, the Insane Trilogy and the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Um, or in the case of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, that's to hold people off until the next, uh, until the Breath of the Wild sequel. So either scenario, right... So for me, though, hinting back at the original trilogy to me suggests that maybe there's going to be a return to form and maybe they'll find some way to bring Shepard back. I don't know. Um, or are they going to continue going in the Andromeda galaxy, which is what, the, you know, what seemed to be the direction they were going? But I don't know. How, how was the fan reception to Andromeda? Um, I think we were really, really excited because we weren't sure what was going to happen. I know I personally, because I... I love Mass Effect so much. Um, literally, like, my gamer tag is Mirror's Effect because I love Mirror's Edge and I love Mass Effect so much. Um, I, this is, like, one of the most iconic games for me. You know, like, my number one is probably going to be the Mass Effect trilogy in a whole because you can't just pick one game. Like, this game is is a, is a pack together. It's it's toothbrush, toothpaste, and mouthwash for me. Um, and, you know, this, this series is so iconic to me as a gamer. It really shaped you know, who I am today as far as play style, as far as how I choose to do things in, in games now. Um, so I was so, so excited for Andromeda, and I, I was really sad that it flopped um, as far as, like, facial for me, because, you know, that's one of the big things is, like, in the third game in Mass Effect, you can literally see the pores on Shepard's face when they turn their head. Um, wow. So, like, how did it go back a little bit? So I I'm, I kind of want to pick it up again and see, you know, how the patches have come through with time, um, because just gameplay alone... Even playing, you know, the beta myself, I was really interested with how this new kind of concept was coming because, you know, it's like it's not where we were before. You know, it's completely different. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. You know, 
something happens, you know, I'm not going to reveal any story, trying not to give away any spoilers. Um, something tragic kind of happens and you're kind of faced to go through this wondering what the hell you're going to do, how you're going to help all of these, these aliens and all the humans. Um, and it's just kind of this, this new kind of like different kind of existential crisis that you're like, Oh my God, like it's kind of one of those things. It's like, what would Shepard do? And you know, like how would I carry on the legacy of a human like Shepard? Um, because, you know, Shepard is of course, you know, mentioned in Andromeda, you can't get away with that EA and Bioware. We know you. We right. Know. Um, and also I think they have been kind of hinting on a new game for a while because I'm going to talk about it with Anthem. It's so interesting to me that after the flop of, of Mass Effect Andromeda that, you know, they kind of, uh, Bioware had kind of discontinued working with the Mass Effect series and pulled their resources towards Anthem, which was an even bigger flop. <laughs> So with Anthem, there is an N7, which is on all of my builds, by the way. There is an N7 skin. It's, it's a rare skin. You can buy it for extra. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I paid like the 5 10 bucks for it. I didn't care. It was N7. I'm obsessed with N7 everything. Guys celebrating the holiday, I am wearing N7 socks. I don't have a hoodie right now because it's at my brother's house, but I am wearing the socks. I got you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think they've been hinting for a while, personally, um, because they had the N7 skin on Anthem and you know EA and Bioware both developers are really good at being really really quiet until they just truth bomb or like they're just like hey this is what's gonna happen and you're like what the fuck I've been waiting for this for five years like Dragon Age I think is getting a, a new one as well um, and I think that's yeah. the reason why they've kind of been holding out because Dragon Age fans have been waiting for something for a long time as well because they're right around the same time frame I think they were doing Mass Effect Dragon Age Mass Effect Dragon Age and then they did the final Mass Effect um, pretty sure that's how their timeline went. So um, I think they've been kind of just figuring out what they want to do because I know that a lot of people were attached to Shepard um, and I, I, I would personally love to see like a startup story, but you get to choose it also in the first game. So I'm kind of back and forth on that. Um, I'm tying back into what um, you had asked me earlier. Um, I think fan reception was pretty good initially as far as um, Andromeda goes, but um you know, I think I think it was a little bit of a flop just because it was it doesn't it didn't feel as polished as we expected it to. Because the last game it had been a few years and we were like, okay, like something new has got to come. Like, what's going on? And then they end up, you know, dropping you know Andromeda, and it just didn't feel like the game was fully completed like they wanted it to be. Well, and nothing from the original Mass Effect series carried over. Isn't that like what the claim to fame for the series was that you know the save files would 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 move over and, and migrate from game to game, you know? That's what made Mass Effect Mass Effect. So it's kind of like, why would they drop that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wasn't too sure, like, what exactly was going to happen um, going into Andromeda. And, you know, it, 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 it almost, it's, it's almost like a parallel because you go in, you're dropped in with your squad mates, and you're like, what the fuck is going on in Andromeda, and there's just lightning flashing all around you. I was, like, literally just standing there watching a lightning, like, is it going to kill me? What do I do? <laughs> and I was, like, running all around and shit, and same thing, you know, in, in that game as well. Um, you know, if you don't do something, you get in trouble, because you're with your dad, and your dad's like, why the fuck didn't you do that? And you're like, fuck, sorry, dad, I was just more concerned making sure you were okay, but thanks for checking on me. Sorry, my husband is snoring. Oh, it's okay, I couldn't hear it. Oh, okay. I could hear it, so I want to make sure that... Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's nothing, and that's nothing against my daughter crying in the background. Yeah, I know. We're just we're just having uh having issues today with sound in the background. <laughs> you know what? Isn't that isn't that what makes a podcast a podcast? Okay. <laughs> I just hear Alan in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I see what you said. A new Mass Effect game isn't development, so I you know, probably the best thing for them to do would be to just kind of yeah return to form. Like let's find a way to bring back Shepard, you know and um, I feel like they could do it. I mean, obviously, they've got ways of resurrecting characters. Yeah. Well, it's just like it also depends, like, if they're going to continue forward with it. Like, are they going to continue forward with Shepard sacrifices himself or what? Like, what are we doing here? Because um, I, I don't know if you've heard about the options, but basically shit gets really fucked up. And Shepard's like, take me, as always. Um, trying not to spoil too much for you, obviously. Um, especially with the new Legendary Edition coming out. I don't want to spoil too much for people. I'm sorry if I am. Please don't at me. I'm just really excited. Well, is there is there a canonical choice at the end of Mass Effect 3? or Canonical. Canonical, yeah. Like, the you know, what's canon to the series? Like, what's what's the true timeline? Um, You know, I feel like the... Because there's three different options. And again, I don't know what they are. I just, I know at least in one of them he dies, or she. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think one of them is canon, but I don't, I don't personally know which one is canon actually. Um, because I, I never really kind of looked at that because I feel like any one of them could be canon, you know, cause that's just the way that they built the game. Cause I mean, like any of the choices you make, like you could choose to save Rachni or kill Rachni, that could be canon, you know, either way, it kind of just sets its own story. So it's like, depending on your yeah. choice, it's kind of thing. So I'm not completely positive, but I feel like it, it one of them could be. I, I should probably look that up and check on that. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, they could choose to find a way to resurrect Shepard. Maybe they carry on with the crew and, and see what happens after the life of Shepard immediately after this catastrophic event. I mean, there's just there's a lot of ways that it could go, so I don't know what Bioware is planning. I just know that they I think they definitely feel like they messed up a little bit with Andromeda, and they definitely want to bring in a big apology. So I feel like this next yeah. game is really going to be for the gamers. And not just, you know, to release a big blockbuster game. Because, um, you know, like, it's so big and massive, so. It's massive. Uh, they, um, no, but, like, obviously they're taking their time with this so that they can produce something that's actually going to resonate well with the fans. Because, you know, like, you know, we mentioned before, Mass Effect 3's ending was criticized a lot. And it, and it sucks because, from what I hear, the game otherwise is awesome and is perfect it's just people will literally hate the entire game because of the way that the ending goes it, it doesn't feel right the way that it ended for a lot of fans for me personally i was like you know what if this is the way it's gonna end this is the way it's gotta end you know like i gotta save everybody i gotta i gotta save my booze um but it it, it all just could depend um i i know that it you know they're probably taking their sweet old time because they want to make sure this game is perfect which i'm perfectly okay with i am so so happy with that um Take your time, EA and Bioware. I'm totally content. I, I will wait as long as I need to wait for a beautiful game. Um, I've already waited this long. What could make me wait longer? Let me play five playthroughs through freaking the Legendary Edition and play with my original squad. I'm cool with that, <laughs> uh, me personally. And maybe that save data will, will transfer over to the new game, and that's what they're building up. Maybe that's the other reason why they're releasing this. That very well could be, you know, maybe something happens to one of the squad members, maybe they go rogue, maybe they form something off of Shepard's legacy. I mean, there's a little bit of talk of it, you know, in Andromeda, you know, like everything, you know, ended in, in our area. So we had to kind of exit and 
find another way to live, which kind of felt, for me personally, that felt like the easiest way out, which is why I don't think that Andromeda was received as well as it should have been. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping for maybe like an origin story of, you know, like how the humans, you know, form their way into getting into space or, you know, how we got out of our own system and just all of a sudden encountered these beautiful freaking aliens. I mean, Krogan aren't that pretty, but the Asari, they hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I would, I would, um, I would totally go for some Asari. Yeah, me personally, um, Tali is bae. <laughs> Especially when she, I, uh, um, she takes it off. I think once she takes off her mask. And okay, because I, I don't know what she looks like underneath underneath the mask. She's so pretty. Like it ain't even fair. Like you know how Minna is in her human form in Twilight Princess, and she's just fucking stunning. Same thing with yes. with, with her. Same thing. And I uh, that's another big character that I think is very underrated. She literally changes her last name for Shepard. She goes from oh, really? Zavas Nima to Tali Zavas Normandy. For her ship. Oh. Yeah, like it's it's very cute, and I love it so much. Um, I I'm I'm really excited. I I'm just so happy that we're finally getting you know something that we really really wanted for a long time. Um, I I also I really want to play this for the podcast because I want to play this game with Alan, um, my my husband. I'm sure that y'all know this, but I say my husband every time because I'm a newlywed. So screw you. <laughs> um, I want to play this game with Alan and I want to see what he really thinks because I think he picked it up a while ago. But it's been such a long time that also I don't think everybody remembers exactly what happened. You know what they did and what they played through. You know I. I played through this game so many times, I don't even want to tell you. I probably put as many hours into the Mass Effect trilogy as I did Skyrim originally. Um, I, I've played through this series a lot, and this series means a lot to me, and I really want to play it with Alan and our future children one day, once they're old enough, obviously, because there is, you know, sexual experiences. But, you know, that's for later down the road. <laughs> get your freak on. Get your freak on. I don't want to get copyrighted, so I'm only going to say those two lines there. Let's not get copyrighted. <laughs> Yeah, no, Mass Effect is definitely, um, it's an awesome series. I'm glad to finally be jumping on the bandwagon with that. And I'm glad you are. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> You're going to cry a lot. I will bring you tissues. <laughs> <laughs> it's so emotional. It This game, this game series, trilogy, I mean, even Andromeda, like in the beginning, like it kind of, for me as a, as a big fan, you know, like it, it punched me right in the emotional one feeling that I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> This series is just so iconic, and it's so beautiful, and there's so much that I could talk about, just because of how, and, and even, even you know, talking about inclusivity, you know, it's so inclusive, and it's just packed full of so much fun and adventure, like, I can't wait for there to be a Legendary Edition, just so people can, you know, experience something that, you know, we got to experience before, but in a, in a hopefully in a new light, I hope that they fix some glitches, um... Like when you're outside of a nightclub and you shoot somebody and they just glitch on the floor for the rest of the game. I don't know why that happens, but their body just never disappeared. I don't know if that was me personally, but um, I don't know if it was because of my Xbox. But I literally had a Turian that was dead just laying there the entire game of Mass Effect 1. Just Oh, shit. You know what happened to me? I um, when I when One of my playthroughs through um, Chora's Den, which took several times to get through um, in order to kill Fist... Uh, or, or or get get to him. Um, that one of the one of the times I had to reload the save file because even though I killed all the enemies in the room, the they door wouldn't the open. Dot. Oh, the door wouldn't open. That's happened to me before too. And I was like, ah. There's one, and it's it's a Cora's Den thing, I guess, because in Cora's Den also, um, 
you can kill everybody, but there's still a red dot. Like there's somebody, but there's nobody there. Like you can literally run around, nobody oh. shooting at you, and you're like, what the fuck? So you have to go <laughs> all the way back and start over. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, and, and the checkpoints can be a little frustrating at times. So I don't know if they could tweak that a little bit, but and um, Mako controls. Please, please fix the Mako controls. My God, that is. A, I cannot tell you how many times I've drove into the lava because Shepard's like, yeet. Yeet. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're fucking joking. Why are you just sending yourself into the lava, bro? We got a freaking scientist to save. Come on. Hey, he was just done. He was, he was just, he was just done with this world. I fed up with this world. <laughs> also surveying in number two. Can we cut that back a little bit, please? <laughs> please? But um, yeah, I guess we're super, super stoked about the new Mass Effect Legendary Edition and whatever new game comes next. And um, if you, the Bioware gods give us. Yes, exactly. But um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or feedback on your platform of choice. You can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to it now. Um, be sure to check out our Halloween uh, episode on Until Dawn which we'll be releasing around the same time. I know it's kind of late. It's not Halloween anymore, but fuck it. We've had some family stuff going on. Sorry, guys. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, shit just gets in the way. And and then we'll be going to be talking about Last of Us Part 2 next month. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. We've got so many more cool games to talk about. And I don't know. Maybe we'll find a way to shove in the new Mass Effect Legendary Edition in there somehow. Or or next season, we'll we'll figure it out. (laughs) Because... Because I'm too excited, y'all. Especially if we talk about two of my favorite games in one season. This will probably end up being my favorite season. Even when we're going, you know, probably more than 80 <laughs> years old in our freaking rocking chairs talking about freaking video games, okay? Like, I'm not even joking. And, and another one of your favorite games is happening next season, so. Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. I I'm, I really, really hope we get to cover that um, hopefully soon. Um, and I really hope y'all enjoyed our bonus round. This is my first bonus round, and I was so happy to do it. Hope y'all uh, enjoyed me ranting and just fangirling the fuck out over <laughs> Mass Effect. And again, happy N7, guys. Hope you guys liked the uh, big drop that we got, and I cannot wait to talk about this with everybody. Hell yeah. Well, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Megan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming. We are out. Bye. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor. <laughs>